With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really? So, um, I'm not going to give you a chance to be motherfucking tired. I decided not to get the uh, PlayStation 4 that I was going to get. Um, and it's pretty much you and Nisha's fault. I just want to point out real quick that the two Virgos in the group had the same doggone thought. While everybody else was like, go for it. You should buy it. You should get it. It's great. And you and Nisha were like, well. Because we're not enablers. But, okay, here's what I don't get. How is it somebody else's fault for giving their opinion? And if you decide to take and it, an opinion the that was literally, for. please talk me out of it. It was literally yeah. that was the full request. Please talk me out of buying this PlayStation Four. And everyone right, was like, so, "No, go for it." And so why are you mad? Huh? <laughs> you, why are you mad? I'm like, not, I'm not mad. Please at all. Please you sound mad. Yeah, you, you, you sound upset. Man. You sound upset. No, like, no, it's you and Nisha's fault because I don't have a fucking PlayStation 4. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. See, now that's the, see, that's how niggas get shot. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. I'm deadly serious. That's how we get shot. I talk like this sometimes, and, and folks are like, you sound upset, and I'm not upset. Well, I can't see your face. I know. But I I'm think saying, that's what kind of, that like, kind of. You get on the conference call with white folks and you be talking, they be like, you sound upset. I'm not upset. Are you sure you're not upset? I'm not upset. And then by the fifth time, you are upset. But no, I'm not yeah. upset. I'm just. I'm. No, that's just my life. That's that's every day at work for me. Exactly. Can everybody go on mute? No. That's every day, that's every day at home talking to your lady. No, not for no, me, actually. No, not for me. But you live with a white woman, so I can see that. Um, um No, it was the previous one, too. She's half. Well, well, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> I think I get way more animated about stuff that I, I don't really care about to make a point, and I think it can get translated to me. Actually, if if I cared, it, it, I wouldn't be this upset about it. So it's like it's stuff I really don't care about, but I want to make a point. 
so I'm more animated about it. Yeah, but no, I wasn't. I'm in no way, shape, or form upset about it. I'm actually pretty. I was pretty impressed about the fact that Scar and Nisha, the two Virgos, were on the same page once again. Yeah, it was. It's just like yo. If you really want this, thing, I mean, unless you really need another PlayStation, like just get a skin. Like you just wanted the shit because it has the Spider-Man shit on it. All right, cool. Well, see if someone made a skin. I'm pretty sure there's a Spider-Man skin somewhere. I mean, you ended up finding something different. <laughs> <laughs> you ended up finding something different, but still, like. Just get a fucking skin, dog. Not only did I find something different, but after I found that something different, I realized it's it's only going to sit on my shelf in my bedroom where nobody comes in. I don't fucking need this shit. And so now I'm not going to get it at all. Good. <laughs> I literally, That's... that was a full progression. Yesterday afternoon, I was like, oh, I need this. And by yesterday evening, I was like, oh, now that I found this, I don't need any of it. I'll be honest with you. That's kind of how I feel about all video games. I've just... I know, like, I remember when I sold my Xbox 360 and I moved to Korea, I was like, I'm totally going to buy another one. And then as it got, like, more and more difficult to buy one, I was like, do I really need this? And then after a while, I was like, no. And now I really don't play video games anymore. It's weird. Sometimes I, I, I feel like you just descend upon us to remind us that you think you're better than us. No, I really don't. It's just, I just, that's how I lost the hobby. Like, it's, it's one of those things, that's how I, like, fell out of playing video games. It was something that I did up until I was, like, 29, I guess. And I was pretty active into it because I had a 360. And I was like, well, I mean, I have this thing. I might as well play with it. And so, like, I, I play, like, two or three hours every day. But all it took was just, like I said, I moved to another country. And then I was, I couldn't take it with me. And it just slowly became something that I just didn't do anymore. So, um, a thing that I was doing a couple of days ago while we're talking about games and everything, I was, uh, Nisha, the kids, and I were over at a friend, a family friend's house, like kids who play for my basketball team. So basically, oh, okay. extended family. We right. were over at their house doing a game night, and it was so uh-huh. fun. It, you, when, when you get good people together to have a game night, it's awesome. But anyways, we were playing games, and we pulled out Cards Against Humanity. Which, first of all, kids... Uh, <laughs> what, Cards and, Against Humanity instead of Black Card Revoked? We only got the small... They didn't come out with the big box of Black Card Revoked, Revoked yet. They only got the small box, and also, these folks are Filipino. So... Ah, um, but when they hard to get something revoked, you don't have it. Sm- as soon as they bring out that uh that big box instead of just a small phase box, it's heck yeah, I'll get that. Um, but I don't we know how I feel about Cards Against Humanity. What? I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about Cards Against Humanity. Why? Just out of curiosity. Uh, no, continue. I no, really, why? This is gonna make me sound like me, so I'm just, I just realized that I don't want to say that statement out loud. I continue. I, this is gonna make me sound like this is a really J thing to say, so just let's just gloss it. Well, look, anything you, can you guess. say is a really J thing to say, so why not? At this point, like it feels overdone, and I also just I as like I remember what I liking it at one point, sort of, but now it just kind of feels like yeah. That is a really J thing to say. To I told you. I told you that was, was going to happen. That is That's wild why how glossy. Jay of a statement that was. Um, the hell of a Jay statement. <laughs> That's what I said. Gloss it. But, um, <laughs> so I was like, maybe we should just skip this. But, you know, they, 
I feel you. I feel you because we also played this game called uh, What in the Meme, and we played another game, and they're all derivative of Cards Against Humanity, including Black Card Revolt. Um, so I, I can see how you would come to that assessment. But, yes, that was the JS statement that's been made today. Um, like, as you started saying it, I was like, yep, he's right. He called that one perfectly. Um yeah. That's why I was like, we probably shouldn't even have this conversation. (laughs) It's it's just going to be like, you know what? That's just you being you. All right, cool. Going forward, you'll be able to say, um, audience, I'm about to have a J statement, and then just be quiet, and they can just fill in what you're about to say. This is overdone. Um, I feel like there should be, like, music, like like Trey Day in the background playing, and it's just J Day. Exactly. Except except over the music, like, we can do that later on. We could put out the instrumental of Dre Day with, you know, just the instrumental, and it's just you in the background saying, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what? I legit am going to do that. Give me a second. I'm going to write that down because otherwise I won't remember, but I'm legit going to do that. <laughs> That's what we get done. Just let me know. I already have the uh, – You have the off. instrumental? Yeah, I've been. Oh, I'll report the yes after we finish this and just send it to you. I'll do yeah. that immediately. And and don't feel like yeah. Dre will say, just be like, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I remember. <laughs> no, the, I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> and then uh, a little uh, bit uh, later on the instrumental, you come back for no reason. You be like, bow wow wow, yippee yo yippee yay, cause Jay's in the motherfucking town. <laughs> no, nah, he needs he needs to do the ending the the ending riffs, you know. Uh, like he need to do like all that she she was the evolution of Tasha cause that woman went so far I just got Rose in the house well at the time everyone was kind of doing that cause even Mia X did that for a bunch of songs for uh, not cast money but the the fucking crew before them no limit like that was just like a sound for a long time Think about it. That's yeah, what she was doing. You know, she's, you know, she's still out there. Who, Mia? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's I still. guess she's just Mia. <laughs> I heard she's a really good chef. Word. That'd be what's I, up. I saw a while ago she was on a song. Um, this this guy, I guess he went to uh, Southern University and he made a he made a song with the marching band, and she is the uh, she. Featured on the song. Maybe it's just the way you're talking, but that was the longest explanation of all time. It was. Okay. Okay, cool. It wasn't just the weed. No, it's not the weed. It's the uh, So anyway, like I, lost, I was I lost I'm track I honestly don't know what you told me because I lost track halfway through. I quit caring halfway through your statement. It was like he, I got to marching band and I just blanked the fuck out. That's why, yeah. That's I, I hesitated to say it because no one cares about marching bands except for me. You know what? Uh, Scar, I do care. Band, I just I just heard my brain click off. I, I, think, that, like, I no. think that the thing is, we care because you care, but we don't care like you care. You know what I'm saying? Like he's being nice. Like when I, I no no no, I want to hear what nice, you're saying. Like, we are really, well, yeah, like I want to hear what you're saying, but like not so much. But I, but it's like I, I so I want and, and like the, like, the kind like of shit, the kind of shit that I like is not available where you are. No, it's not that. It's like wanting to hear, like having a friend that's almost like a brother, a, a brother who's a geologist, and so they want to talk to you about geology all the time because they're really or like having it. a kid that's in Pokemon. Also, I want to point out that I grew up in the South, 
in a town with Alabama and A&M where I saw like SWAT conference teams come to Huntsville and bring their marching bands, and I thoroughly enjoyed that part of my I life. I don't think A&M is dope, though. They don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, A&M, but I also saw State Southern would come to town. Alcorn State would come to town. No one likes Alcorn. Yeah, but their band is dope, though. I mean, like, say what no, you will. Nah, the bands, they do all right. No. Well, no, haven't no. seen them in person, motherfucker. And sign on fucking YouTube, asshole. Haven't actually lost, been there and seen them. Why don't you shut the fuck up? And also, watch you put using my words, because you're not even really Southern. <laughs> what the fuck you mean I'm not Southern? You motherfucking heard me. Goddamn, Virginia ain't the goddamn South, motherfucker. That's I heard, motherfucker. You ain't motherfucking Southern, so don't even motherfucking Virginia say Southern. Virginia was supposed to be the capital of the South. What the fuck are the you fuck talking ever. about? That's not Southern. If you're, if you're above Tennessee, you're not Southern. What? You heard me. And if you're below... Alabama, you're not Southern, so it's a very thin it's, block. Look, there is a there is a defined line. How about this? If you don't have a team in the and SEC, I the line. if you don't have a team in the SEC, you're not Southern. I don't have a team, period. So I don't give a shit about that shit. I'm, then you're not Southern. All right, well then we're done. So, so anyhow, I we were playing um, words against humanity or whatever it's called. And um, one of the cards, you know, you pull a black card and they lay that out, and then everybody else plays a white card that they think will be funny, and then the judge chooses which card is going to be funniest. For those of y'all who don't know the premise of like, this game, it's called Words Against Humanity, right? Cards, cards. Against Humanity. Cards, Sorry, yeah. Cards Against Humanity. Thank you, baby. Um, Wait, so boy, y'all we, cards. Both so said baby? we both said it. Like, yeah, and like, you I heard Nisha. Like, like, oh, okay. It was I, like, which one of us was the baby in that statement? Nah, Nisha. She's always the baby in this statement. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Um, so we're playing cards in the corner right now. And the black card that's pulled is ESPN2 presents the World Series of blank. And now the white cards that are being put out are the cards that will be put into that blank. And, fellas, if I do not write a skit about this, I'm going to go crazy. Because the winning card was um, ESPN2 presents... The World Series of uh, Not Reciprocating on Oral Sex. Oh, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Not even hosted, like five-time world champion. (laughs) Where are you going? And the dismount is perfect. Oh, he's going to the tricky 69 position. Let's see how he gets out of this one. And there he goes. He's just nosing around in it. (laughs) Oh, he's going? He's going? He's gone. Uh, DJ Khaled. I can't breathe down there. you got to understand. I haven't figured out how to breathe through my neck. He pulled the move. Uh, DJ Khaled. I just love the fact that he was like, triumphantly proclaiming that he doesn't do oral sex. Like, I just... He's like, I'm a king. Why would I do that? It's like, wait, what? Must be a lonely castle, because... Well, he's got a baby. I feel like he he obviously gets some of them. He had unprotected sex at least once. That I feel like baby-making requires... oral sex is involved. I, I... Well, no, but I mean, like, I, I don't think he's getting blowjobs. I feel like he... I feel like he... 
put his sperm into the freezer, froze it into a snowball, opened the door one day, told her to open her legs, threw the snowball at her legs. It hit directly, and he said, another one. And then he walked out. Coldest baby ever. <laughs> we the best! <laughs> oh, so... I, I, I just don't. I don't believe that. I think he's. I think he's probably just getting like birthday head. I don't know why I'm assuming that. Or he's not getting head from his wife. Yeah, I mean, no, he's not getting head from his wife. No, no. Yeah, not from his wife, but no. I, feel like, I don't feel like he's out, not getting blowjobs. But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I feel like I don't feel like he's not getting blowjobs. I just feel like he's not getting blowjobs from his wife. Do you think that maybe it's um? No, it couldn't be. Sorry. Had a dumb thought, swallowed no, it no, immediately. No. You made me put out that J thought, so let's let's put out the, the thoughts you just had. No, I was gonna say, do you think that it's a, a something that was ingrained in him from wherever he's from? But then I was like, that nigga's from like Miami or something. <laughs> you mean uh, a patriarchal society like America? Yeah, sure. You know, it's been a really niggas were really on that whole '68 and I owe you one things from like 1990. Well, basically, I remember being, years. I remember being uh, like maybe 14 and like hearing a nigga get clowned for admitting to eat pussy, and I, I've heard that like at 14. I've heard that at like 20. I've been in barber shops at like 30 and above and heard niggas getting clowned for eating pussy. And it's it's an interesting type of barbershop every time. It's the hood barbershops. It's like the ones that I really don't feel comfortable talking to anybody in. I just go in, I'm very quiet. I don't say shit to anybody because I feel like I'm going to get shanked in this motherfucker if I say the wrong thing to somebody. And those are the ones where I hear niggas getting clown feeding pussy. It's also the one where I, I got into a fight with a dude because I was like, look, it doesn't matter what you call my mom. Like, you can call my mom a bitch. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't have any reflection on me or my life. You don't know my mom for real. And then dude was like, well, your mom was a bitch. I'm like, well, your mom was a bitch. And then we, and then we almost got into a fight because he did not appreciate that. Yeah, he wasn't ready for the real, which wasn't really real, but still. You know, um, it, it's been noted that nobody ever talks about dads because nobody gives a fuck. But also, nobody ever talks about dads because we don't protect men. We protect ladies because we feel like that's our job and and that's weird to me like that's the whole reason why niggas never said yo daddy is not around and then a fight happened because niggas just don't we 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 are programmed to believe that women are fragile and that we have to protect their honor no matter what you know what I'm saying? Like, we feel like we have to, oh, my mom, and your mom's always in the background saying, baby, I don't give a fuck. And you like, shut up. I'm going to protect that honor. And with your dad, it's just like, eh, try again, nigga. I don't give a fuck about that nigga either. It's a weird thing. I'm going to have to dig a little bit deeper into that one. I think, to an extent, it's... Some it's 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 has some stem like I think it has some some roots in like the kind of patriarchal protecting your your property type of feel, but I also think it's like standing up to someone who is being abusive to anyone uh, is your opportunity. I feel to use your personal abilities to actually defend something. So I, I think there's 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 some merit to be held in that as well. As long as it's not just I only stand up for women. 
But if you see someone, for instance, harassing someone for being gay or even for being Muslim or for being of another, of being any other, if you take the opportunity to stand up for that, then that's really kind of just speaking out against something that you don't like in society. Yeah. But you're right. I think it's got that, it can't have that weird, I'm protecting my property type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It has a, it can have that weird feel to it, but I think it's, it, I think the intent is something that is what, is what's behind it more than just the, the outcome. Like if I stand up and stop a dude from raping you, but then I insist that you fucking go on a date with me, like, okay, that's not better. Why that nigga snoring? No, that's my uh, water bottle. It's apparently it has air bubbles trapped in it. Oh, I thought Jay was. I thought uh, Scar was snoring. I was say that's rude. And this conversation is over. And then the conversation is going to continue. Um, All I heard was typing. I, I assume Scar was looking up marching bands <laughs> or music. I, I don't have to. Lyrics. <laughs> I'm just taking shots at Scar. I was, talk, last I was talking to somebody. I was talking to a friend because I got to move some furniture later, and I I need his help. Uh, Do you have a truck? Do they have a truck? Is there are they clearly no, only your friend because of trucks? No, the stuff is already here. I feel like it's in the is, it's in the storage unit. I need to move some stuff from the storage unit to the apartment, and one thing out of the apartment to the storage unit. Oh, so it's just a matter of like the moving, the picking it up, and moving it part. Yes, it's the bringing it upstairs part. I feel like, like how every many flights. Friend, I feel like every friend who it's, has a truck is just like a, really, really sensitive it's about like it. Four split level. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had, like I, I had to take my furniture up uh, three stories by myself, and that was five hours of hell. And I will never do that again. I don't doubt it. That does sound fucking terrible. Ugh, god off. It was like it zigzagged, so like you know how like it goes up, has a landing, and then it cuts up the other way. So like, imagine taking a, a couch that you yeah, can't handle. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's, it it goes up and then there's a flat part and then yeah, so it's it's yeah, a, a second floor but it's split and it's actually pretty high up. So yeah, yeah, it's actually kind of difficult to do by yourself. Absolutely, I almost almost broke my ankle trying to get a fucking freezer up here. Like doing the dolly and pull method. Yes. Yeah, that shit is insane. <laughs> like, especially like when it's just straight up. Like at, at first, the- and, and and if you don't have the right dolly, like you need the dolly that got the little tracks on the back so it can roll exactly. up the stairs. Like I ain't, I ain't had that one. You had the big wheel dolly where you had to like yank it up each uh, stair. Pretty much. Yeah, that's just a workout. That's all that is. It's a two hour workout. That's what as well. It was a five hour workout. It was really took me five hours because I had to pause at each landing and like just catch my breath and like calm the fuck down so I could keep going. God, and getting it inside was oof. Fuck that yeah. apartment. Uh, yeah, I feel your pain on that. Yeah. Like I was saying, I, I feel never like I own a truck. <laughs> I feel like friends who own trucks are just like hella sensitive about it. Like, hey man, what are you doing this weekend? Why? Because we're going to the we're going to the lake, nigga. Shit, damn. Like, why are you all mad? Oh. Okay. But I do need you. I need someone to pull my boat. I need someone. I do need someone to help me move this couch, though. You, you still got your truck, right? <laughs> hey, man, I ain't talked to you in like three, four months, dog. How are you? 
the fuck do you want, man? <laughs> I'm just asking about your family, dog. Shit. Also, I got this new uh, barbecue company I opened up, and I need you to pull my smoker on your truck, dog. I have a friend who owns a boat, and he actually says people don't really talk to him until, like, right around summertime is because they want to go out on a free boat ride. I we Nisha has a friend who, well, owned a house uh, up until recently that had a pool, and our kids literally never thought about her until in the <laughs> summer when all of a sudden they were like... Are you still friends with? No, it's it's just as bad being the one friend that knows a little bit about computers. Oh, nigga, yeah. I'm the one son who knows something about computers. My mom calls me every week to do some <laughs> IT stuff for her company, which I'm not going to say because I don't want y'all trolling my mom's company. But um, she calls me well, every who week. Tro- about who control your then, mom's company? Like and then, and yours, then, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would troll his mom's company. Instead of giving me money for my hard work, she gives me like five dollar gift cards to Subway. Oh, at least your mom gives you shit. I don't <laughs> like. I don't <laughs> get. I, I get. I get talked to about how she was in labor with me for three days, and I have to put up with that bullshit. Like, okay, I get that. That was thirty six years ago. I get I a hearty. Paid. I get a hearty thank you followed by a can you go get me some cigarettes? Like that's I don't, I don't even get a thank you, goddammit. <laughs> Just I'll call no, you back if I there's more problems. The, I only get the thank you so that she can tell me to go buy her some cigarettes. Like okay. I if if I wasn't if she had cigarettes, I probably wouldn't get the thank you. I would love a five dollar gift card to Subway. That's that's a hearty meal, man. That's that's a she, your mom literally gave you a foot long of, of food and you're complaining <laughs> about it? She gave you a Foot, a literal foot of food. A you know how foot. much IT tax get paid? Not a foot of food, I bet. <laughs> you know how much you, know how long you should be able to eat? A foot of food should last you like a week. You should be able to just, just, just carve your way through that. That's that's literally just inches of food a week, a day for you. Why are you complaining? It's a foot of food, Jay. <laughs> It's literally a foot. You sound like uh, Suzanne Summers. <laughs> like, I feel like in the arms of the angels to be playing in the background. Like, it's a foot of food, nigga. It's literally 12 inches of food. Don't sound big about it. <laughs> <laughs> we are giving these children, okay, okay. these First starving all, that's children, a but, foot no, of food. We are, that's relative. But, that's relative. But, we, but we are drops, stupid. You're terrified. But no, wait. Let's 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 think about this though. Like we are uh, a part of a group called Stupid Americans, and to a stupid American, twelve inches sound way more than a foot. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it should. But to to the right person, it's like what twelve whole inches? That's that's at least a foot and a half. Uh, but yeah, it's like wait, no, nigga, I got twelve inches of food. What the fuck are you doing to me? Um, <laughs> that's less than a rack of ribs. Actually, the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of those sandwiches you took them home and measured them, they're not a foot. Like and that, they got the food like lie. a mug because they're ten they're inches. About ten. Yeah, yeah, they're ten. They lie. They lie like a motherfucker. Because it's here's the, here's the thing: you cannot really 
quantify <laughs> how big those loaves of bread are going to get when you cook them. Like, these folks don't know oh, that wait, kind of stuff. They're bullshit. not bakers. Bullshit. As a baker, that is bullshit. Yes, but they can. aren't bakers. They are sandwich makers who are 14 <coughs> years old. And that's, so... No, no, no. But, but here, here's how that, that's bullshit. Now I'll explain it to you very simply. Don't when you make that type of nigga, bread... Don't be talking down to me, nigga. Talk down to yourself. No, no, no. Uh, okay, fine. But when you make that type of bread, it rises before you put it in the oven. So it's the process of making it that causes it to rise. It's not baking it. The bread is the size it's going to be when you put it into the oven. It only rises like a little bit in the oven. It's yeah. the pan to use. Yeah. So if you have a legitimate foot-long pan and you fill it with dough and you put it into the oven, you will have a foot-long sandwich. You're absolutely it correct, sir. But what I was saying, because Nisha's a baker, so I'm already knowing this, what I'm saying is do you really think those 17-year-old bastards are really taking the time out at like six o'clock in the morning to make sure that that dough is exactly twelve. No, I'm saying those those pans that they're using are ten inch pans. They're not using like they'll never be a foot long, even if they don't, because you again they're using win. because it's a ten inch pan. They don't. They're not purposely not using twelve inch pans. I you saw see what I'm a, um, I saw it's, a, it's um, not it's not the teenagers. It's the fucking company. They're saying foot long and giving ten inches on purpose. That's what I do. <laughs> Like if you're giving ten inches, you're, you're saying ten inches proudly. You're not like, yeah, it's a foot. No, you're, it's ten inches. No, I don't feel like you need to exaggerate at that point because also at that point that exaggeration is getting is talking you out of pussy. There's some women you tell that you have a foot long who are like, no, thank you, who would be comfortable trying for ten. Yeah, and we'll tell you. And honestly, if you have ten, you're probably saying nine because that's that's the the size where like you can avoid having women get talked out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's if you really know your your big dick game. Everyone's like, yeah, I have a 12-inch dick. No, you don't. You don't no, want you don't. that. Because <laughs> you're going to have some girls walk away from you, and it's going to be sad for you. If you had a 12-inch dick, you'd be walking around like, man, what the <coughs> fuck am I going to do with this shit? I saw a porn of a dude, and it was just like, how the fuck? Like, what? I suppose porn, though. Like, you just do porn, right? You get, you get paid for Yeah, but there's no, like... Yeah, I guess. You just do and, and I assume, again, I assume through porn, you probably will meet women who uh, are comfortable having sex with a man who has a penis of that size. And then that's how you find your relationships, I, I guess. That's how I assume, like, that's how you have a normal life. I guess. And I don't think porn is necessarily, I mean, that's, that would be a way to at least capitalize on having a, a goddamn monster dick. And then also you wouldn't have to go through normal life like having to pull that thing out and and hope that the girl isn't like, you know, terrified. I feel like when you need to go pee, that would be like just a panic moment. Because <laughs> for me, having to pull it out when I have to go pee is enough of a panic moment. But to have to pull out like an extra four to five inches, given the situation, it would just be yeah. terrifying. Well, that's if you're a shower. If you're a grower, you probably are just like, yeah, I'm just going to go take a piss. <laughs> I think if you're a grower, that's even worse because imagine, like you know, things are getting getting going. You're not fully up, but you're just kind of there. She takes it out. She's like, "Oh," and then you keep going, and she's like, "Oh, oh no, oh, no, 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 no!" What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's that's someone's. It's never been my struggle because I will just I have no problem saying I'm not a goddamn monster penis, but. That's no one struggle. Somebody out there is home like a horse, and that's their real struggle. Yeah. Have y'all seen um, 
It's like a Black Mirror episode. Or, or, sorry to bother you. Y'all need to see that. I feel like I have seen that. No, you haven't, because it just came out. If you saw it, you Oh, okay, no, no, no. I see what you're saying. No, I haven't seen it. I'm thinking, uh, never mind. Yeah, I want to go see that. Yeah, it was really good. It was. Um. So, let me see. I had something that I wanted to talk to y'all about. Oh, yeah. So, that was like this whole uh, sarcophagus that was found, a black sarcophagus oh that was God. found in Egypt. <clears throat> yes. And niggas were all scared. Well, white folks, well, everybody was scared that it was, like, going to open up the end of days or zombies or something like the that. The mummy returns. Because it was a black <laughs> sarcophagus, and they were like, don't open it, no! Well, it turned out somebody opened it, and there was just, like, three skeletons in it. Uh, they think they were soldiers that died and just got buried all together, because that's how niggas get buried when they don't have, like, a kingship status or something. Right. So they all got buried together in this sarcophagus, and uh-huh. um, it turns out that inside, along with the three skeletons, there was red, reddish-brown sewage water, which, of course, gave an unbearable stench. Correct. Take centuries old. So now a guy actually wants to drink the skeleton juice. Yes, I thought that's where you were going. And there's a petition going around mm-hmm. to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I want to make a petition to allow those people to do that because I want those people to die. And there's 87 people who have signed up in support of it. Really? That few? Mm-hmm. At, at the point of this. Uh, <laughs> this episode or this this article, this article that you're reading? I'm sure there's a link to it. Let me just click the link and see where they're at now. Probably like a million. It. I don't want to drink it, but I would sign 7, a petition. 7,000. Whoa. It. How many people? Give it to me raw. 11,867 people, 869, 871, <laughs> 72. So it's still people signing up for it right now. 74. And again, it's, what's the, the wording? red liquid what's... from the cursed dark sarcophagus in the form of some sort of carbonated energy drink so we can assume its powers and finally die. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all for letting those people have that happen to them. And that's, this, that's, this that's 11,000 people leaving our gene pool right now. This person signed it and said, I just want to try the juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them the juice, man. Let them drink the fucking Kool-Aid. Somebody else said, thirsty. <laughs> we demand access to imbibe the cursed elixir. Yeah, Young yeah, that's me. a real thing. That's a real fucking thing, yo. Uh, uh, why? Somebody said, I am thirsty for the forbidden ketchup. Ew. Actually, honestly, the thought of that makes me sick. Like, it really makes me want to throw up. It, I, I, I had trouble reading it. <laughs> it's... It turns my stomach. It's so gross. And it's like, oh, I couldn't. Like, I guarantee you what will end up happening is that shit will end up being, like, something that you can do on a fucking horrible game show. It's like, here's some 10,000-year-old sewage water. If you drink it, you win $1,000. There's something you don't know in me, Joe Rogan. I smoke rocks. <laughs> exactly. Some horrible fear factor. Because, honestly, that would be the break for me. Like, I can eat a bug. I've done it before. I'd do it again. What the fuck ever. It's all the same. But, ugh, 
Sewage water, that's my break. I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing it. This is I'm, I don't want get to off the it. bus. <laughs> I'm serious. This is where my this is the factor of fear for me that's too high. I don't care. There's not enough money in the world for that bullshit. Scar, would you drink the uh blood of three old soldiers if it got mixed into your vape juice? I don't think he's there. I don't think he is either. Where the fuck did Scar go? Uh, he BRB like four minutes ago. Did you not see that? No. I uh-huh. Skype just downloaded a new thing. Uh huh. So it's like it literally said you either have to download this or we can't work for you anymore. Yeah, um, I saw that. I got to do the same thing. So now I'm trying to figure out how it all works again. Oh, he just came back. So you can just edit all this out if you wanted to. I don't edit shit on the stream team. So, Scar, would you want to drink uh, the raw sewage water of a centuries-old corpse? When uh, you say it like that, you make it sound bad. Oh, okay. Well, then you say it. Would you want to drink the raw sewage water of of three corpses? (laughs) A century-old corpse uh, uh, grave, I suppose. I feel like that's a why would I, flavor. Why, why would I want to drink that so at all? Why would I want to drink sewage? Because like, Cisco said that's the way to unleash a dragon. <laughs> I thought no. you were going Cisco from uh, The Flash. Does he watch The Flash? I, I don't know. Do you watch The Flash? I feel like Flash? he doesn't have anything else to do with his time. I've been watching Snowfall. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've been trying to get me to watch that. Snowfall is amazing. Between Snowfall and uh, Pose, I'm pretty much done. Oh, I just finished watching Luke Cage season two. Yeah, lot of. I like. Uh, I liked it. Didn't like the ending. I wasn't a big fan of uh, their decision to like the villain showing up as usual, like halfway through, and being like, "Rah!" And then they'd be like, "Nope, this isn't the villain." I wasn't a huge fan of that. Uh, I did not like the ending, also. And I was really excited about there being more Jamaicans in the show, and then they just gave up on that. Didn't know how to sound like they were Jamaicans? (laughs) Yeah, they just gave up on being Jamaican pretty much within five minutes. They were like, we're going to be No, we're going to talk normal now. (laughs) That's like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh. Well, Guan, man, you're going to have to pay for what you did. Huh? What? Like, <laughs> thank you. Net, also, thank you, Netflix, for deciding that white folks wouldn't understand what... Oh, they whitewashed the titles. Oh, like a mug. Yeah, but to be fair, everyone who said that they're, like, upset about that, I actually appreciated that because there was some patois I didn't know. And I was and, like, thank you. You stopped me from having to Google this shit. And I was, I read, I was reading along. I was. <laughs> and while so they were like... like you going what? Why going to? I was like, I'm like you're, going okay, okay. Clo- you're going out to the store. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I no, no. I already, I already had an idea. Only because I played Grand Theft Auto Four, and every time you talk to little Jacob, his accent was just like, "What the fuck is he saying?" And the worst part about playing Grand Theft Auto Four was playing the Grand subtitles. Four after it's played out. Was was exactly what he was saying. It wasn't a translation. Well, that's because they wanted to keep it. You wanted to keep it like I mean, you would want to keep it as close to what they're really saying as possible, due to the fact that you have folks who 
have hearing uh, problems playing the yeah, game. Yeah, but like I, I think it's. I turn on the subtitle to understand what they're saying. I'm but, terrible with accents. Yeah, I understand that you want to understand what they're saying, and, and we're saying that. But for somebody who is yeah, deaf, for someone who's hard of hearing, like be, what they're getting is just they should like, not get a neutered version form. of it just because they can't hear as well as you can. You know what I'm saying? But they and well, they can't hear the accent anyway, so you yes, might as well translate. Yes, it. but the 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 dialects is more, especially in the case of Jamaicans, is more than just the accent. It's not just they say Biaken. It's they, they say a lot of other really, like, different words, and that patois, I think, shouldn't be belittled or translated over because now all you're doing is just taking what the writers and the performers wanted and just trying to translate that and giving someone a watered-down version of it. And so I'm like, pretty certain that Netflix did not ask anybody, hey. And, like, honestly, just put, it, put two tracks. Hard of hearing track and what the fuck did he say track. Like, they, that's did, what a snatch. they did a snatch. Exactly. Like, that's just what I was going to say. Like, they did a snatch. On snatch, there's a, I didn't hear anything where you can see exactly what he says. And then there's a, what the fuck? Well, it's translated for you to understand what the fuck he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I, that's perfect. I can I can get to you with that. And it's like I I, I really <coughs> like when taking... you see people like the uh, sign language woman. I don't even know what the right term is for when y'all hear this. Please let me know what the right term is. A, uh, uh, interpreter, ASL interpreter, interpreter. Yeah, ASL interpreter. Um, standing up at those shows like rock concerts and everything, they're the not changing with... anything out. They're, nope. And, and well, even if they did, it's because actually it's, they are. Even if they untrue. did, actually no, they are. I saw even a if they did, he said. Even if they did, it's because there are certain words that can't be translated over. Still untrue. That's so, still untrue. I saw a documentary oh, on these. I uh, saw a documentary on um, these people who uh, do the interpretations at concerts, and they have a kind of shorthand to not only convey the words that are being spoken, but also to convey parts of the music that they feel like uh, needs to be that that can be interpreted. Right. Um, so it's not they're not just doing uh, interpretation of the speech. The main reason for that is because. It's not a word-for-word translation. ASL, it has a whole sentence structure that's different from actual English, and so that that is an interpretation. But it's agreed upon by the artist beforehand where they talk over, they hear the work, and then it's interpreted so that it can be translated. In a sense, the meaning is translated and intent is, is translated properly uh, to those who are hard of hearing. But that lady who uh, uh, interpreted Rap God for Eminem is amazing. Yeah, right? That was fantastic. So, And not that we were trying to beat up on what you were saying, but I, I was, your, I your point like is correct. Sarge said he was. But, um, I wasn't. I just wanted to make sure that, that. I don't. I don't I, look, fellas, as many times as we've had conversations where something isn't correct, I would like to be corrected because that's the only way I'm going to get better at it. I'm not like Scar where I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> Who the fuck hung up? I don't know, but apparently you hung up on him at some point. He's not letting that go. No, let's hash I'm, this out. No, let's hash this out. I'm, I'm going to smoke while y'all do that. When, when did I hang up on you? Scar loves Cox. Did I hang up on that? Or did I just not say anything? I think you hung up because we played the cash out song. I'm pretty sure I just didn't say anything. I think you hung up. 
But I'm anyway, pretty sure I just didn't say anything. Damn it, I forgot. I'm in an argument with a Virgo. Um, okay, you didn't say anything. That works with Nisha. Well, my curiosity is, what's the difference? That's true too. Like I you're saying, you didn't say anything, but the intent is to cut off communication, and so you you did you did cut off communication. Not saying no, anything I, is not any different. I, I halted and, my and saying, end of that part me. of the conversation. No, when the saying conversation you can moved me, on. Doesn't make sense. Because no. saying that you can hear me is not the same. Like saying like, well, I can hear what you're saying. It's not on. the same as actually. When it was time to move on, I was there to move on. I have. I wanted no more parts of that part of the conversation. When it was time to move on, I was there to move on. Well, so Tim, that, that's what's the difference. Like you cut off the communication until you were ready to come back. How is that different from hanging up? Just because you were no, there because, doesn't because that's like up, that's like not walking hanging out up your is children. pretty much running from the conversation. That's like not walking out your children. I was standing. Father. I was standing firm that that was stupid and unnecessary, and I was like, okay, when it's time to move on, we can move on. But I ain't about to run from the shit. How is that different from hanging up, though? If you're just saying, I'm not going to talk about it, I'm not going to confront it, I'm not even going to listen to you while you talk about it, how is that different from just completely hanging up? It's really not a difference. The only real difference there's is you just have to difference. call you back. There's it's a not huge a difference. difference. It's like, it's it's like someone saying, well, from, I... From hanging up like, and running from a situation other than just standing there, making your point, and then just letting the shit go on until it's time to move on to something else. I'll put it That's like a huge this. difference for me. What I'll say, and this is the equivalency that I'll put it to. It's like a father saying, I never wanted children, having kids, and instead of leaving, sticking around, being a really shitty father, like really being a shitty father to his kids, but justifying it by saying, I never wanted kids, and being like, well, at least I never left. It's not better. It's yeah, fucking not. And ago, if you I tell me it is, ask me why that, where that experience the came from. Friends, and I no, no, the, the difference the difference with that is, is like someone who didn't want kids but stayed anyway um, is their... You I, know, I'm curious. How, how they, you basically how they, just like, I don't want to leave this woman that I'm in love with. She wants kids, so yeah, I'm just going to clock out for the kids. I'm still here, y'all. I didn't hang up like Scar did. Like, the idea, <laughs> the idea that you stay in a relationship with resentment, um, and how that affects your children is completely different than some, like, not wanting Same to principle. be a part of the, not wanting to be a part of a conversation that it's was basically the relationship is the conversation. The, no, the relationship is the conversation. No, Listen, the relationship is part of the conversation. And so every, you leave every the conversation, part, every part you thereafter, there was no, there, there's been no problem with any other part of the conversation except for that one part of the conversation. If okay, it was the same, no, damn it, you said it, let me say okay. it. Um, if, if, if this, if the situations were equal, then I would have stayed in the conversation and then harbored resentment for the rest of the conversation, basically um, adding a, a, a negative spin on the rest of the conversation. Once the Scar Loves Cox thing was done, I'm, I was perfectly fucking fine. So it's not the same. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I'll take that. See, you just went nowhere I went into, which the Virgo's going to keep pushing until you just say, you know what, fuck it. I have taken. Well, that no, way. actually, that's actually logically true. Like, it is. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm down for logic. Yeah, I'm sure. not over, I'm not over here trying to, like, go false equivalency. But, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Talk to the goats. Uh-huh. Sure. So, anyways, um, completely forgot what we were talking about, so I'm going to completely change the subject. There's a YouTube video... Out called Not five um, minutes ago, I stumbled upon Pete Poe and the Super, super fuck. fuck Friends. 
Continue. It's a cartoon. It looks like a children's cartoon. I thought you want us to refrain from YouTube during the show. <laughs> yeah, I am curious as to why we're going to YouTube. Oh, I'm not going to YouTube. <laughs> I'm going just going to ask if y'all knew anything about it. No, I have not. I'm intrigued, but I'm afraid to look at it during the show. Okay. Because I, I, I will get distracted. Very much so. Okay. I was curious. Is it, is it something that you think I should look at? No, not during the show, no. Okay. Probably not at work either, since it's about a dick. <laughs> like okay. Probably, right. God damn it. No. I don't want to, but like you can't say shit like that, and then I don't, I don't look this shit up. You literally just asked me. What? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just bookmarking it for later. I'm not gonna actually watch it. Okay. Um. So yeah, back to the uh, golden, the the liquid ketchup of the. Damn, now this is all awkward. I feel bad because Scar's mad. Wait, is Scar still upset? Scar, are you mad? What am I mad about? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Scar's upset. Oh, okay, good. That's is anyone upset? I don't. I'm not upset. Is anyone upset? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Why would I be upset? Anybody? Bueller? I, Bueller? Hmm. Okay. I have no reason to be upset. We go. Cool. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't think that anything. Scar's pretty much vindicated. He kind of was right. Oh, yeah. Really. Does high five. five on that? No, high five on that. Yeah, seriously, high five on that. You were correct. Mm-hmm. And you know, in terms of the previous conversation, bro fist, yo. <laughs> yeah, no, you kind of you kind of represented. I'll take I'll take some of that on that. I, I I did go false equivalency, but you 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 nailed it. So no, let's do this. Yeah. Fucking. No, we're all good. This is this is what we do. Yeah, shit happens. You know, you're all fucking. Oh, wait, you go that? Wait a minute. <laughs> got this one of the person. <laughs> no, I'll just wait for y'all to break up. Um but, nah. but yeah, no, seriously, like oh yeah. Um, no matter, I, no matter what, I would have stayed for the kid regardless. Jay. I just wanted to prove my point. <laughs> Jay, what's up? Have you done your open mic night yet? Yeah, I've, I've been done that. How did it been done go? Uh, yeah. So I've done it a couple times. Um, couple jokes landed, a couple didn't. Haven't had a complete bomb yet, so my fingers are crossed. At some point, I feel like it's going to happen. I want to do, like, some real fucking racist, like, real edgy, like, you are all racist jokes just to have that happen to me so I can have it rain down on me. But, uh, yeah, so far, it's been all right. So I have a joke, and I'm not quite sure how it's going to land because it's not racist. It's not anything like that because I don't want to go full racist in a bar full of black folks because how the fuck would that work? Um, but you're in Seattle, so you're more with yeah. white folks. <laughs> that's what that's that's the problem for me is that the soon as I start, to, like I haven't dropped an bomb in a set yet, and because it's just a room full of white people, and I'm like I don't feel comfortable here. I can't say nigga in front of y'all because I'm afraid that y'all think it's comfortable. Like you should be able to say nigga, and I want to do a joke about it, but I haven't really found a punchline other than I don't feel safe. That's not a great punchline. You can't say it, and then somebody's gonna stand up and say not to play devil's advocate. But you shouldn't feel safe. No, (laughs) 
No one should say nigger. What? No, Papa John's, he said it. Colonel Sanders said it allegedly. Um, but... <laughs> I like how his family was like, he was not a racist. And we were all like, sit down. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really trying to, are you scared that somebody's going to do something to make KFC worse? Like what? What are we doing here? <laughs> he was not a racist. Just, we, however, we very much are. Just be glad that somebody's got KFC's name in their mouth right now. Like, just right? die, KFC. Die slow. Um, so we start really looking at that original recipe. Yeah, figure out how to make it a new original. I'm recipe. pretty. I'm pretty sure the word nigger is on the uh, recipe card somewhere. <laughs> is it nigger spice? According to according to <laughs> Papa John, I'm pretty sure the word nigger is somewhere. Around there, well, five niggers to well, beat the chicken's life out. It's got to be. We're niggers. going with that. I've also heard tale, no allegedly, like that the deodorant Old Spice used to be called Old Nigga Spice. Mm. Wait, is that the joke? No, my joke is actually this. So I do want to hear it. Oh, set it up proper. Yes. So. <clears throat> I'm a podcaster on top of all the other jobs that I do, and I've been podcasting for about 10 years, but none of y'all motherfuckers know about it because I don't really know how to approach you in a conversation and say I'm a podcaster. Shit's kind of weird, you know? It's not something that you could just go up and say to somebody out of nowhere, like, hey, I'm Rashani, I'm a podcaster. And even though it's easier now than it was 10 years ago, 10 years ago it wasn't really morally accepted. The thing is, times change, people change, and new neighbors move in. So now it's much easier for me to say that I'm a podcaster because my next door neighbor is a pedophile. And to hear him walk around introducing himself makes it so much easier for me to introduce myself because he's like, hi, my name is Dale. I'm a sex offender. And I show up right behind him. Hi, I'm Rashani. I'm a podcaster. Which one would you like to hear more about? <laughs> okay. Okay. It um, needs some refinement, but it's, yeah, it's, it's too long. Yeah. I, I almost want you to put a punchline in the middle of it and then use that as the topper. So, like, you had a really good point to pause there when you said it wasn't uh, morally accepted. I really feel like you should pause there and make that kind of a punchline. Like, it wasn't really morally accepted. And then, like, pause there. Give us a chance to kind of talk with that because I wanted to, but because you were still going, I kind of kept listening. Like, it, 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 has, it has legs. I just feel like... Like, it, it took me a long time to get to the punchline. I kind of wanted to laugh there or at least, like, chuckle there, and you didn't Yeah, let... like, you you have to say, like, it wasn't morally accepted, like, blah. Like, something that would actually would make people laugh in between there. Yeah, it wasn't, like, morally accepted, like, saying, hi, I'm a pediatrician, or if you want to keep playing with the P words, hi, I'm a young professional. Like, hi, I'm a podcaster. Like any of those would work. Like if pediatrician, podcaster, like which one would you want? And then when you do the equivalency at the end, it's like pornographer. Oh yeah, pornographer. Pornographer would be. Wait, is that morally acceptable? More or less these days. Yeah, but he in in the ten joke though he's ago. ten years ago. Yeah, in the joke is ten years ago. It's so like yeah, like young professional or even like ooh, uh, uh, internet entrepreneur. Because 10 years ago, that was a big thing. I'm a programmer. Just anything. <laughs> Instagram photographer. Yeah. <laughs> photographer <laughs> Not that general. that was a right. But yeah, yeah. Like, I think that 
Like, I, it's it's got legs. It's just like make, give me something to laugh at there, and then I get the the last no. laugh. Also, would be nice because it is funny. In no, no, something, something ten years ago, something that could be funny, like a like a the the person who photographs food. Ooh, yeah, like a foodie. Yeah, that that guy, like a like I, or a vlogger. Yeah, blog blogger. Yeah, we got we got to get away from the peas. Blogger. Well, no, alliteration can be funny if you do it right. Yes, I right. like alliteration. It, it could be really? funny. It's just it's it's difficult. Also, he kind of got away from it when he went sex offender instead of pedophile. I thought that's where he was going, honestly. Pedophile podcast. But when they want. but but when but when they move into the neighborhood, they, they have to offender. they have yeah. to say sex offender. So right. that has that has to stay. So, but yeah, like at the end, he goes, you know, pedophile or porn podcaster. Which one do you want? You also do like you know now. There's sex offenders. Uh, there's yeah. I don't want to do pornographers because that makes me feel bad about people like make talking shit about porn stars. But see, but that, but the thing is, like, the the stigma, the 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 stigma is on, or was, is on the porn stars themselves. Was the stigma really that much attached to the person who filmed it? That's why I said pornographer instead of porn star. That's true. I feel like a lot of the pornographers would just like introduce themselves as like film directors, right? And they just say they always work on small projects. Yeah, and then they and then they you know, they the 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 good ones have graduated to actually doing regular films like the guys who made Oz. Yeah, there you go. That's why Oz was so sexual. A lot of tight shots. <laughs> I'm still when that dude crossing up his fingernails and cut somebody to death with them. <laughs> I like a lot of penises. That's pretty great. <laughs> you should write that down. Now, that actually would be a very funny joke. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, I think it's... This, it's, this is why you don't try out jokes here. <laughs> no, this is why well, I, I don't try out jokes here. It's I am curious, though, like, so, like, your persona, I, it sounds like your persona is, I'm fucking awesome. I am fucking awesome, but no, I don't I, have a persona. Well, you, you should, and it, it sounds like it's I'm fucking awesome. That way, all of your jokes are consistently the same thing. And if you can do that, some of your jokes that would not normally land will land because it's expected from you. You see what I'm saying? So, like, if you're self-deprecating, uh, be self-deprecating all the time so that even if it's not a strong joke, it'll still land because it fits into the theme of what we're doing tonight. This is me telling jokes about myself. If you're we're all awesome and, and society is shit. Keep all your jokes in that thing because that way all of them land because we're all in the same thing. It's when you start jumping from like, I'm fucking awesome to self-deprecating to societies. It's when you start jumping that like your jokes that would properly be good wouldn't naturally land. And it's just because it, it doesn't fit into the theme and the audience isn't sure that whether or not you're laughing or, or whether or not you're supposed to laugh or making fun of them. It, it's, you got to stay in that that realm. If you're going to make fun of the audience, you got to do it the entire time. And if you watch great comedians, they have that theme of what they do. I watch where, me, nigga. <laughs> okay, well, if you watch great comedians, <laughs> what you'll notice is that they have a theme. 
you should watch you. You should you should totally watch you. But if you watch great comedians, which well, I should say when, because I know you do, but when you watch great comedians that you admire, what you'll notice is that they all have a theme of what they are. And that's how, like, like Dave Chappelle is a good example. His theme is we're all smarter and better than these other people, so we're going to make fun of them. D.L. Hewley was very much, I'm smarter and better, so I'm going to make fun of you, and then I'm going to make fun of everyone else, and then I'm going to make fun of you some more. And and that's what, the, it's that, it's that persona. It's, it's well, no well D.L. Hughley graduated from just making fun of the audience. Yeah, he was, I am going to clown everyone here tonight. And it, it, he came from, but I think it's more, that's that style of, of comedian, because Bernie Mac was that style as well, where he's like, I'm fuck all of y'all, I'm the funniest man in this room, and I'm going to clown every one of you. I don't give a fuck. Like it was that. That's where they kind of got their mentality from. It was. I almost feel like it was Richard Pryor s because Richard Pryor was playing as a black man, playing these really white rooms who just did not get him in some time, some cases, and he was aggressive about like him just being like, "Look here, niggas. Yeah, you're white, but I can call you a nigga." Like it's he was aggressive. Him and Paul Mooney both were just aggressively like, "You're gonna fucking laugh at this, but you're also gonna feel bad too. So fuck yourselves. Here we go." That's what I'm saying. Pick your persona. And, I mean, you have time. You're not... It's like you got to do something right now. But, you know... I mean, I mean, he's not doing anything right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you don't have to. You can just try to try jokes out. But, like, some, some jokes may not land based upon the fact that they just didn't really fit into the vibe of your overall set. And that happens occasionally. I'm just... Glad that I said it now instead of trying it in front of an actual because the place that now oh, has oh op- yeah what I said oh to fill the bomb yeah that's what I'm saying get it now instead of filling the bomb no I don't give a fuck about filling the bomb it's just that the place that is the open mic place is actually a comedy club um and two of my friends are hosting it. And so they're like comedians who go like nationwide and all that kind of stuff. They go on tours, and so I don't want to go up there and tell that joke. And they're looking at me like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And don't don't like don't call us. You can't even come over to the house anymore. <coughs> and every time I come to the house, they're gonna be like, "Hey, remember when that Rashani told that joke?" And it'll just be all bad. Well, yeah, it'll be really bad. I think they they would understand. They probably have bombed too. Everyone has bombed. I don't. Everyone has jokes fail. Yeah. No. Everyone. Mm. Everyone. Only on here. (laughs) Well, then you must save all your failures for here. I do. This is why I try shit out. Oh, fuck you. I put in work on this show. Like I, this is I. I sit up at night just right now. I don't. I really don't. You really don't. Most, no, yeah. most of it is just at the moment. I, I really do kind of improv this entire show. It's pretty fantastic for me. Speaking of improving <laughs> and also a show. Well, the improving. Show blending. I put out the recent, the most recent episode of Storytellers today, so that happened. And um, Nisha's really interested to find out what exactly happened at the beginning of the story, Jay. So we'll be listening to that after we get done with this. Jay. Mostly Stephanie, but sometimes Jay. Um, yeah, that's all. Hey, why am I Jay? 
Is that an echo? I don't know. It went real quiet. Huh. Yeah. I, I hope he's not just mad and went on mute. I feel like he's mad and went on mute. I mean, it's possible. It's plausible. Um, so, Scar, do you listen to all the episodes of your show? Absolutely not. Why not? I don't listen to me at all, actually. Um, as As someone who loves to talk, I hate listening to me. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Like, when I listen to me, like, of course, like, I spend the whole time, like, agreeing with myself because, of course, it's me and I said it. So it's just, it. I mean, I am my own echo chamber. And you shouldn't want to be in an echo chamber. I just realized, like, what you're, like, I, I like listening to my old shows because my old shows are awesome. But, um... I just realized what you were saying like a few days ago when I was listening to a show and and as I'm talking and I pause, I knew what I was going to say next, even though the show was like seven or eight years old. Right. Yeah. So that's what I was going <laughs> to ask you is if that happens to you. Like, I listen to a lot of my old shows and I realized just how fucking offensive I was back then. Bruh, I, look, look, I listened to like for... Um, what was it? I, I don't think it was. Was it last year? Uh, in in February? I don't know what it was this February or the previous February. I ended up putting up the first show on the on the anniversary day. Instead of doing an anniversary show, I I put up the first show, and I I noticed like so many things about myself, but I knew exactly. I, for some reason, I had a feeling of, of exactly what I was going to say. And it was it was a little weird and also kind of fun at the same time, but it just it, I mean it just basically devolved into me agreeing with me, and like that's that's I don't think that's good because like it shows that I haven't really grown that much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like as a person, like I don't think I've really grown that much um, from the from those early early shows and it then it tends to make me sad as a virgo i don't do y'all grow um like i feel like y'all might give lip service of i'm gonna grow i'm gonna change if forced but do y'all grow i believe we do um but it's like it's like slight course corrections at this point like it's not like a it's not a full turn like i've i've made i've made some some turns on a lot of things um but it was a slow and very gradual process like you know like how i view like um gays and trans folk um like that's mostly because of you but like i I don't view it all the same. Like at first it was just like, that's kind of disgusting. Um, and then it, and you know, then at some point you grow as a person and you realize that they're just people. Um, and no matter what, um, they're, 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 no matter what they feel inside, they're still just people. 
Um, and that has that has happened. That's happened pretty much over the course of the last couple of years. Like even as as recent as a couple of years ago, I still thought it was kind of gross. But why? I don't know. It's it's just um, I do, because I don't because I don't understand it. Or at the time, I didn't understand it until I came to the realization that it's not for me to understand. Is it for me to just be like, okay, you do you? Um, and I'll, and, and, and yeah. this just me being curious. Why frame it as it was disgusting instead of it was just something I didn't understand? Because that's how I felt about it before. Now it's something like I didn't understand it. Now I realize it's not for me to understand. That's the gradual process of so this whole you're, thing. You're being completely earnest and honest in saying that you thought that it was disgusting and now it's something that yes. you just realized it wasn't. And, but and it's something and let's that be you honest. realized. I felt, I, felt, I felt like that when, when it came to it, I felt like, like gay men was disgusting I didn't really feel the same about gay women because as a man who was interested in women I understand an attraction to a woman so why wouldn't you be attracted to a woman I find men to be fucking disgusting and ultimately problematic um, so like why would you want to do anything with a man like I, I don't even understand a woman's attraction to a man let alone a man's attraction to a man Okay. Okay. I, okay. My so. curiosity was if you initially, as stated, you initially thought it was disgusting, and then you realized later on down the line that you just didn't understand it, then why can't you edit your old way to be I just didn't understand it instead of I thought it was disgusting? Like no, the, I was just being. I was. You asked me. You asked me a question. I answered it honestly. That's how I felt about it before. That's not how I feel about it now. You know that the the whole thing with like old tweets and such. Not that I have any of those, but like with all of these people getting outed on Twitter and stuff like that. You know they had a. Yeah, um, they they had you know obviously they had a different mindset then, and they decided to voice that. Um, I've never done that. I think I have. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I have changed obviously in my mindset and, and what I would be willing to joke about, what I thought, what I tease people about, how I, how I use insults. I think that's something that I've changed just getting older. And I mean, like you could pull records of me saying things, and, and then all I could really do is just be like, "Yep, I'm. That's what I did. I'm sorry." But I mean, if, I mean, you asked for the you asked, and you got the the, the answer that you asked for. If 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 I'm anything, I'm honest, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the question. I was troubleshooting what caused my internet to drop out. Um, he asked me about listening to old shows, and then I was saying that listening to old shows make just really makes me agree with me and then I get ultimately sad because it doesn't feel like I've grown any oh no I think you have you've actually then, changed no, a lot he said, it. he said that he hadn't grown any it makes me feel like I haven't <clears throat> I think the core people of who we are has not necessarily changed I think how we choose to express ourselves I think how we view the world 
and what we understand about the world has changed. And I think that's that's a normal adult growth. I don't the think biggest, you're gonna the biggest change the biggest change from old podcasts most certainly is me not screaming into a microphone all the time. Yeah. I think same for me. Like I, I'm I think I am probably a little bit more <laughs> laid back than I was previously. I'm definitely nicer. That's uh, the weird. Um not necessarily. It's, it's it's been a mentality change as well. Like I, I think it's it's not all just the smoking because there are podcasts I've done where with you guys actually where I haven't been high and it was just a normal podcast and it's just my mentality has changed a bit. Like it actually, I I was talking about this with my girlfriend. <clears throat> it is harder for me to tell mean jokes about people now than it was when I was younger. Like legitimately mean jokes are harder for me because I actually care about how that person might feel. Truth. And, and I still do and, it. And, and I feel I, I, I kind of felt bad last week. So I made a joke at my at, at my own expense when I did um, uh, the previous sarcasm um, because I had Rob on the show. Oh, yeah, and then I kind of felt bad that, you know, all of the jokes and, you know, like the the one time where we were playing the old voicemails and shit, and I just, like, was laughing hysterically, um, I, it, it made me kind of feel bad. So I made a joke at my own expense, but I tended to take the joke a little bit too far, and someone was offended by it. Yeah. Over the course of the over, over the course of the show, well, when before the show started, I asked him um, how many times can I during the show can I call him Mister Steal Your Girl, just as a like kind of an icebreaker. But the joke was really on me, right? Because yeah, yeah. but apparently, but but apparently it was highly offensive. I don't know. I feel like that's you being actually willing to to like to open things up, to like try to use humor to try to move past things. And, and I think that's, that's actually pretty big of you. Like I, that's, that's what I I'm, thought. That's how I move past stuff. Like that's, <laughs> that's, 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 what like I I, that's, that's how I would do it. If I were trying to get past it, like I just want to get past this. We're doing something together. This is something like, Hey, let's just, let's just open it up and, and be fun about it. And like, if like, instead of us trying to pretend like it never happened or try to act like this isn't what it is, Hey, this what this thing is, has transpired. We're here now. At least let's just joke about it. Like otherwise, then what are we doing? Yeah, no, I get it. I I I think that's completely within the realm. And if the offended party, and I, I'll only say this: if the offended party was offended, I would wonder if they were offended by the joke or if they were offended because they were they felt as if the joke was on them. I believe that's the case. And then I explained, like, the joke is on me. Why are you mad? Right. That's what I'm saying. It depends on if the offended party felt the joke was on them. And and then, okay. But the intention behind that is clearly I'm just playing around to get past this. I'm not taking shots at someone else. In fact, to try to make things easier, I'm taking a couple shots at myself. So, you know, just to get past this will be fun. Yeah, I get that. And then I ended up only really using it once. Yeah. Well, when people get offended about stuff, I like take some of the fun out of it. 
Well, he wasn't the one that got offended? Because it's actually a big up to him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like from from a dude's perspective, like the guy who the guy who you took his wife away from him calls you Mister Steal Your Girl. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. No, but you know. Yeah, but I, th- probably, I thought it was, in retrospect, I thought it was, probably good that you didn't see it at the time. I thought, I thought it was a really good show. And, like, the people who, some of the people who listen to the show that have been around for a long time, like, they thought it was, like, huge. And I was like, well, I've been trying to do this for quite some time. He just never came on the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, we finally got this worked out to where we could both be uh, in the same place at the same time. Um and he's not working nights anymore, so we got it done. And we had, like, a great fucking time. Like, it was actually, like, really fucking dope. That's what's up. I don't understand what took so long. Um, part of it, I think part of it was, um... Preconceived notions? I don't think, I, I don't know. I think it was the... I think both of us were, like, uh... I don't know if I really want to do that. But like recently I've had I've had an epiphany um in like recent months where I I I realized just how truly over it I am. And we were uh um my girl and I were having a conversation about like um about Pooh Bear and like what you know what happens on Pooh Bear's wedding day and stuff like that. And I was like you know, at first, like, there was a story about a guy who um, was walking his daughter down the aisle, and he stopped her and invited the stepdad up to walk on the other side of her. And, like, you know, this was, like, a, a while ago. And the first time I saw that story, and I'm just like, well, fuck no. That's my job. That's what I'm here to do. I'm daddy. Fuck that. Blah, blah, blah. And then, I'm, and then just, like, a couple months ago, I was just like, well, that's her stepdad. Like, she spends way more time around him than she does me at this point. Why wouldn't he why, – why would I – um, if that's something that she wanted, why would I try to prohibit him from taking my job? Because basically he does have my job. Um, and it, but it's our job at this point. Yeah. And you said that you didn't have any growth. Look at you all grown. Yeah. And, and like for me, for me to even like say that's, that's her stepfather, um, is is huge for me because like when when she would say it, I'm like, no, you have one dad, you have one father. So now That's can it. I say that you were fucking selfish? I was, and, and I said this on the show a couple weeks ago, where I said like, you know, in you know, in in the early days, like me still being in my feelings about the whole situation, like I did, and I said a lot of stuff that that I that I thought would damage their relationship and will always keep her coming back to me because I was being selfish I was in my feelings and I kind of I kind of really fucked that up but I think at this point in order to try to help that she she has to know and understand that there isn't um there isn't anything like that anymore between us so now you know like if 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 I don't have a problem with him, you shouldn't have a problem with him. Now I've tried to uh, repair 
that and tried to go back on my old statements um, a few times. And it's just kind of like it's a it's a process of saying, I don't like I don't feel like this anymore. So I hope you don't feel like this um, because what I did was wrong and it was wrong for me to put you in that position. Um, so I've, I've been there. Um, with her and I thought that it was, uh, that, that us doing this was a, a show of solidarity that at the very least, like she needed to see and that we needed to do to prove that we are, that we both are truly past this and we can actually like go, go, go back to some level of friendship. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like we talked about like a couple of weeks ago, that's kind of part of co-parenting. And, and honestly, I think it's probably, this is probably ground that more of our generation is having to broach as opposed to our uh, previous generations because, you know, divorce and co-parenting wasn't as big as, or as prevalent as it is now. I think this is, there's not like a lot of already codified societal, uh, like rules or, or, or like, examples in place for us to follow or guidelines, I guess, for us to follow with this. So this is all just kind of like new ground for most of us. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a thing like, and I, I say this in the, the, the black fathers group. Yes, I am still a part of that. Um, all the time when somebody, <laughs> when somebody posts something stupid, um, it somebody posted a, a, a picture a while ago. Um, and it was a guy that was, um, talking to his lady and she had a knife in her back and he was trying to talk her through it. And then it goes to the second panel and he's trying to talk her through it. And there's like a bunch of knives in his back. And it's just like about the fact that, you know, you're trying to help her through it, but she has no idea what you're going through. Um, but it's like, nigga, deal with your feelings. Like you yeah. wouldn't have to put, you wouldn't have to post shit like this. If you dealt with your own feeble ass feelings. Like, <laughs> and quit trying to pretend like you're not supposed to. Like why is, why does every man pretend like he's supposed to like hide how he feels like, no one told you that. No one has ever said, like, it was all men telling other men, don't talk about your feelings, when they all just fucking want to talk about their feelings. Right. <laughs> it's actually kind of stupid when you think about it. it yeah, doesn't, it's only, it's only want to. They only want to talk about, like, some of the things that they're feeling to other men. So they could be in that echo chamber, so they could be a part of that echo chamber, and they're not really dealing with the feelings because they're only saying what they think the other person wants to hear from their story. And and the weirdest part about all of that is these are all men who are in relationships in a lot of cases with women who they supposedly love and trust. Why can't you talk to them? Exactly. Like, what makes you feel like the woman that you're with that you love and trust can't understand the struggle that you're going through? And, like, also what makes you think that you showing that you're also vulnerable that makes you any less of a man to her? And if you and if you can't if you can't be honest and open with your significant other, why are they your significant other? Also, who can you be open and honest with at that point? <laughs> if if right. it's the person that you spend like like especially if you live with with her, I, I live with my girlfriend. I see her every day. There's no. There's no quarter. There's no, like, I get to go to my apartment because I've had that, that relationship before. It's like, oh, I'm only going to see her for real on the weekend. Like, how do you hide legitimate problems from someone? 
Right. Uh, everything is different when you can't go home because you are home. Right. Like this is this is it. Like this is this is the the, the final frontier. We're here. It, there's and it's not a big place. Like there's not even like I can go to this room and avoid her. No, I really can't. You can't. Like you can find me in this condo in seconds. You could have never been here before. Rock, walk in with a gun and kill everybody in here in like ten seconds. That's how small this thing is. It's a little bleak of an example, but that's how small this place is. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you can't run. You cannot. So like, I don't understand how you're having like like and like how you have this whole like life of like pain and sorrow. Are you just crying in the shower? Like, what what are you doing? <laughs> my girlfriend hears all of my problems immediately upon me having them. Sometimes as they're happening, right. I mean, you you can't just be physically naked. Sometimes you have to be emotionally naked, also. Yeah. And that sounded way. I, I tried to make that sound way deeper than it actually was. <laughs> no, no, I feel like that, that was, I tried. I tried. I, like, I went there. No, that felt like advice I would hear on a late night radio show. I, it's 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 true, but I, I expect to hear it from like like someone on the late. Like, look, if you want to be in love, remember. You can't just be physically naked. Sometimes you have to be emotionally naked as well. And next is this hit from Steely Dan as we go back to 1986. Like, that's what I expect. Like, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, you okay. Share your, you can't just share your body with your mate. you got to share your mind. <laughs> exactly. Like, if I found that inside a fortune cookie, I wouldn't be upset. Like, you know what, that's... A sage advice, fortune cookie. Thank you. I, <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that refuses to eat fortune cookies? No, I think so. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like them at all. I have a stack. Oh, I go to the Chinese joint all the time, and I got a stack of fortune cookies in there. I love. I just refuse. I just refuse to eat them. Like they're the best. <laughs> they don't actually taste that good. Like it's like they don't taste the like only anything reason at all. Yeah, it just properly. tastes. They it tastes have like vanilla. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> right, it, tastes, no, it tastes like vanilla cardboard strips. Like, I think I like them because uh, when I was a kid, that was one of the few desserts I was allowed to have because my parents were shitty about that. So, like, when we would go out and we went to like have Chinese, it was like, ooh, at least I get to have a fortune cookie. That's the dessert I get to have. So I would eat fortune cookies. But they're not a dessert. There's nothing sweet about them. Again, when you have been denied all desserts, <laughs> that is the, the dessert is of desserts. The king of a, of a one man country is that man. <laughs> that is the king of the, of the desserts. <laughs> that is the only one. It's also the reason why I really fucking love egg custard. It's disgusting. I've, I've had it as an adult, and I'm like, why did I like this as a kid? It was the only dessert I was allowed to have. My mom would not let me have anything else, but that one looks. Like it wasn't sweet enough, and she tasted like, "Oh, this doesn't have enough sugar in it." Yeah, you can have this. So, egg custard and fortune cookies were my two favorite desserts as a kid, because they were the rulers of a two-person island. <laughs> Dessert islands just egg custard and fortune cookies. Yeah, I don't know that life. Me neither. Well, here's what you do: you you have your parents just be real dicks about sugar. Just real dicks about it. Like, I didn't have legit chocolate until I think I might have been 14 or 15. It oh, was in no. so I could buy it myself. Yeah, we used to oh. do carob. So uh, we had, like, my mom would buy, like, carob chips and make carob chip cookies. 
And then we had like carrot covered, covered uh, peanuts instead of chocolate covered. That's horrible. Carrot, like yeah, it's it's a terrible existence. But though I will say this to this day, I still do like the flavor of carrot. Like, I do actually like it. It's not chocolate, and I appreciate chocolate, but I will still eat a carrot color, or carrot cover, excuse me, uh, peanut, because I still like them. Bro, I'm, I'm yeah, about to share a your childhood. That's a, in the arms of the angel situation right there, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, yeah, need to get, we need to get you 68 cents a day. Like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> When I tell people sometimes, I'm like, hey, I'm really bitter about my job. And I haven't even really dropped the worst parts of it on this podcast, and I probably never will. But, like, just, just hints to people to my childhood. It was not great. I survived it, and we should be happy about that. And let's just all move on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of just really, and, and like, little tiny things, like I said. You would think, like, oh, well, as a child, it wasn't great, but you had these tiny things to kind of help. Like, boost your loan. Those tiny things for me were carob covered peanuts, <laughs> egg custard, and fortune cookies. Those were my, my saving grace. Like, literally, I still could eat those. Egg custard, not so much, because I actually just can't stand it now. But fortune cookies, I still eat, and I think it's, that's why. It's because that was, that was my, yay, this is the only happiness I have moments. Can I ask you a question? Now, I have not seen the second Guardians of the Galaxy film okay. yet. So, is the loss of James Gunn that big of a loss? He wrote it and directed it, and it's pretty much part of his singular vision for the, the trilogy that he was putting together. So, yeah, kind of. That would be like uh, Zack Snyder doing the first two Batmans and then the third one. They just say, you know what, you can go, and now it's Shazam. Well, I mean, Shazam it could be, actually Shazam looks really like good. it's gonna be fun. It, it looks really like it's, it's it looks like it's gonna be a fun superhero movie. I think so. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I I just I was excited for fucking Black Adam. Uh yeah, but he's not he's not gonna be in the Shazam movie though. Yeah, I know, but they're developing a Black Adam movie, and that's what I'm excited for. I, I'm really just kind of excited that it's the motherfucking Rock. Yeah, right? I mean, I feel like he has a lot of exposure right now, but if I had to have someone play Black Adam, that's the dude I want. Yes. Like, acting chops, physical presence, the look, he kind of has all of it. Has he ever, has he ever been, like, outside of wrestling, like, has he ever really been the villain? Um, he kind of was and gets smart. Where he kind of did the Denzel turn, where it was like, you said, have you seen Get Smart before? Yeah, I have it. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, so he kind of he does the Denzel turn on Get Smart. Uh, you can watch it now on like HBO, oh, HBO Now, or, or yeah, it's like either HBO Now, or, it's streaming somewhere, either HBO Now or on Netflix. But like he kind of takes the villain turn in that, and then I think that's like maybe he was sort of the villain in, in uh, Be Cool, sort of. And I mean that loosely because he was the antagonist. He was like the antagonist bodyguard. Scorpion King does not count. No, because he wasn't in Scorpion King. He was just a likeness. I, I feel like. Right. And then when they finally gave him the run at it, he was pretty much the hero of that movie. So he wasn't a villain in that. So yeah, only maybe twice. So you make a solid point. But in the standalone movie, he's supposed to be the anti hero. So he's not really a villain in that one either. 
because the story of Black Adam is like he's married to uh, some chick whose name I can't remember who gets cursed and then he has all this power I for, I fucking forgot the story that quick but anyway it's something that's a curse involving his wife she's undead I can't remember the whole story it's been a while since I've actually seen it I don't know too much about DC other than the TV shows well, and the few I, movies I've seen I was very much immersed into it because of DC Universe Online, and so like there were a bunch of storylines I learned about because as I was playing that video game, I was like, yo, this is kind of cool. I would read comics about this, and then I did. But then when I stopped playing it, I kind of lost my interest for those comics as well. So, yeah, give me a second. I'm trying to remember Black Adam's storyline. I almost, I swear he has like, has a wife who gets cursed, uh, and... He's trying to find the power to bring her back, and that's how he ends up being Black Adam. I anyway, I, I yeah. may start doing DC comics if they if this DC Unlimited or this DC universe we're talking about is like DC Unlimited or Marvel Unlimited. But other than that, there's only like six or seven that I know of, and they're all either Batman or Superman. The one where Superman gets his ass whooped by a uh, Doomsday, uh, and that whole series. But they've already made that into, like, it's been in several animated shows. Like, it's... I think it's a defining moment in Superman's storyline. Yeah, Yeah, but then then we got Steel. Steel wasn't bad. Not the movie. I mean, the, the character. <laughs> the character's not bad. The, the movie is was terrible. But I, I think, like, Rashani's 100% correct. Like, Superman's death was the rock that, like, of stu- Superman's storyline. Like, it was the, the, the moment that everyone remembers. It's probably the, the biggest touchstone in it. And it's also probably the one, the one storyline that, that wrote, resonates the most with Superman in this timeline, or I guess in this, this not timeline, sorry, in this, our world, our current time, because he's just too powerful. That's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And overpowered superheroes were awesome in, like, the 70s, in the 80s. is not so great now. You know, they're making they're, they're making the purge into a TV series, yeah. and I only want to watch the I only want to watch the series for one reason. I want to see what happens the day after. Like yeah. that's that's the only thing, like what happens when like you got to carry on your life the next day. Yeah, like and you go to work, you go to work and like. <laughs> you know, half your workmates are gone. Yeah, what, what happened to Fred? Opened up all throughout your office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking like, for a new VP, a new CEO. Uh, uh, we're looking for a new say? COO. You killed your way to the top. Yeah, and that's what that's what I want to see. I want to see what happened to Fred. That's that's like after I see after I see like the day after the first time I have no other reason to watch this show. I think it's gonna be more like a twenty four type show since it's only a one night event. It has to be twenty four, otherwise it's pointless. It has to. I was was just thinking it's gonna have to play out like hour by hour, or like every episode is a different purge day, like a year later. And we're just jumping a year along, and it's like, oh, yeah, all these people are dead now. Remember, they died last time. 
Or you just, or you just do the Tarantino thing where you tell the same the, the same night from different uh, perspectives, and they and they that. all cross at some point. Arrested Development did that, and it didn't go over so well. I think in the realm of binging, I don't know if that plays as well as it it would in the realm of episodic, like legitimate episodic te- television. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you can binge that, it actually tires you out. Like binging uh, Arrested Development depends. Maybe they're going episodic with it. If it's like we're showing an episode every week, then yeah, you can totally do that. But like, it's like the, was it season five of Arrested Development? The one that just not the one that just came out, but the one that came out uh, when they came back from being quote unquote canceled and and their first episode or excuse me season on Netflix. They do that, and it's it's it is exhausting when you binge it. Exhausted. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched. I, that was the last thing I watched. Last season you watched, I imagine. Yeah. If they have a new one, I don't even want to watch it because that one wore me out. It was like, yep, I've had as much arrested development as I want to have. That's the danger of the binge. In binging, you can't do that bullshit because it, it's, it is hard to go through the same episode hour after hour after hour, back to back to back to back. And then, and, and, then it, it, and then it breaks for so long that when you come back, you got to remember all of the callbacks. Uh, right. I saw him finish the um, last season of Jessica Jones. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was better than the first. Um, I think it actually showed some growth of her as a as a character. Um, and I. I I don't think it needed Kilgrave to save it again a second time. Um, I thought what was there was actually pretty decent. Um, I liked it much better than the first season. And, and just as does anyone else feel like uh, her friend Trish is going to be a villain? No, um, Trish is a Hellcat. Well, yeah. Okay, I thought she was going to be a villain. Like she seems like she's going to be a villain. Nah, Trish Walker's Hellcat. Okay, that's why it's she's one of my favorite uh, comics that. It only had a the newest iteration had a really short run, but it was uh-huh. really good. It was gender inclusive. It had a uh, uh, gay relationships and it had uh, just it, it was splendid. Oh, dope! And uh, yeah, it was part of that whole we don't like the new style. Bring it back to uh, the old characters run of white men ruining comics for everybody. Uh but yeah, like, do you really feel that strongly about Hellcat? Like, is it really? Like, is they that did. is that what it is? Do you really feel that strongly about Hellcat? Like, I get the Thor. I I kind of on some level, I kind of get the Thor thing. I kind of like. I understand why you would feel that way if you were like super into Thor, and now all of a sudden there's a female Thor. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I get that thought process. I don't get why you would care that strongly about fucking Hellcat. Me neither. And yet, here we are. Right. Like, I don't get why people will feel so strongly about Guild War as to get uh, people fired for standing up for themselves. But yet, here we are. I don't know I'm why only, people I'm feel so... I've only heard so, about part of that. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what happened there. Yeah, I don't know why people feel so strongly about just new Star Wars stories. Like, motherfucker, you're getting new Star Wars stories. And like, why are you upset? Before, it's nigga. not made for y'all. It's made for your kids. Yeah, nigga. why are you so upset? YouTube is littered with... I hate The Last Jedi fucking 30 to an hour minute videos. Hour minute. Like, this is 
I've said 30. I was going to say 60, and then I, yeah, and then I just said minute anyway because that's where I was going with it. And <laughs> 60 I just decided to one hour videos. They're yeah, sitting so, there eating their 12 inch to one foot subs. <laughs> like people are people. I mean, because I have looked up after I finally saw the Last Jedi. Um, I was just looking I up some like movie. other information about it. I like the movie personally. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a hell really yeah. fun story. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So I looked at videos about like Easter eggs and stuff like that. Um, but because I looked up quite a few videos talking about like the movie and, and Easter eggs and like deeper meanings and stuff like that, now YouTube is suggesting all of this extra shit. Yeah. I've, don't get me wrong. I do have some criticisms with the film. So it's not like I didn't, I, I did love it. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I feel as if it was a really fun way to direct the entire franchise in a new direction, to go someplace else, to, like, do something different instead of doing the same, this one guy has to save everybody. We've seen that story before, and one of the thing that struck, struck me the most about the hate for The Last Jedi is the movie before, The Force Awakens, the biggest hatred for that was, well, this is just the same thing. And it was like, they just retold the first movie. And I was like, okay, so here's something different. And now they're like, but this is different. Why did you just retell the second movie? It's stupid. It's real stupid. And it's the hatred towards just people of color and females also is stupid. Thoughts? Comments? Suggestions? Sorry, I was muted while I was vaping. I was just saying there really isn't anything else to say there. Yeah, there isn't. So Nick Cannon is bringing Wilding out to, like, the local King's Arena. Like, he's bringing in the Golden One, and I don't know how that's supposed to work. Wait. Wilding out still exists. Exactly. I see, I see clips of, I see clips every once in a while. Yeah, but um, I always see clips of like old episodes. I never see up clips. Is it still? Uh, I saw, I saw a clip where they had that that um that wrestler dude um uh, with the weird gimmick and he, I guess he raps or something. Um, no, the the is some. What the white fuck is his name? Wrestler. Yeah, he's a he's he's a white dude. That's uh, funny. Yes, they had him on there. I saw I saw somebody posted a clip of him on Wildin' Out, um, but I didn't watch it, but I saw the clip there, so I so figured they were still doing those. Are they going to shoot it live at the King's Arena like one time, or is it just always going to be at King's Arena filming? No, I, I, they're doing it live like American Idol Live, but the show was only 30 minutes long. Well, no, I bet the taping of the show is probably like an hour it's and a half. It's not going to be though. a taping. It's like them going live, like American Idol concert thing. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the show itself is 30 minutes. I bet the taping of the show is probably, like, an hour to an hour and a half. So it's not going to be a taping, but they probably could do an hour to an hour and a half a show. Because remember, the show's edited. How much would you pay for that? Nothing, because I can watch 30-minute clips. I can watch I can watch what I want to see. No, seriously, seriously. Yeah, I can watch 30 to an hour Most concerts that I go to see... Most concerts and most events that I go to see in a arena last anywhere from three to four hours. Okay. How much would you pay I have for seen, something that is an hour and 30 minutes long? So there are podcasts. That uh, isn't a basketball like game. Our recordings. 
Right, but there's podcast recordings where mm-hmm. I've seen tickets be like, you know, 25 to $35, and I can understand paying 25 to 35 to see like an hour of something or an hour and a half of something that is entertaining. So I am willing to pay about 35 but it, it needs to be in a smaller setting than the Kings Arena unless they're not going to use uh, two-thirds of the seats. $64 for the cheapest seats. Man, nigga, no. It's too big of a like. I feel like for that for that style of of. First of all, I'm surprised that he was able to get a contract for Cambria for that. But also, like, okay, for that style of show, I feel like that's too big of a space, right? Mm-hmm. They have to record multiple shows. It can't just be one show. Well, I don't think there's any recording. But again, I what I'm saying is when they tape, I'm willing to bet taping for them lasts about an hour to an hour and a half. As they switch between, I bet there's a bunch of uh, additional sketches they do that they don't actually air. There's probably, like, because there's a bunch of stuff that they do that doesn't make it to air. And that's fine. But what I'm saying is they probably do have an hour to an hour and a half, maybe even two hours worth of content they can perform. But that's not a place I really want to see it in, one. And I sure as fuck don't want to pay $64 to see it at the cheapest seats. That means I'm going to be basically watching it, it like as it happens live on a television screen. So basically, you watch TV. Yeah, yeah, I can do that at home, and and that's not sixty four dollars. And it's not like the sixty four dollars gets me anything other than you're in the same building with fucking Nick Cannon. I'm good. I feel like I can do that on a regular day, right? For free. <laughs> Some days I feel like I could be in a room with Nick Cannon, and he should probably pay me sixty four dollars for being in the room with him. Eh, okay, that didn't land. Whatever. Fuck it. But the point is, I feel like that's not, I'm not down for that. I'll pay, 60, I'll pay $65. I'll pay $65 if Dave Chappelle is appearing. Okay, here's the thing. So I saw, uh, before all of the scandal broke, I saw Louis C.K. Uh, in Portland at the Trailblazers Arena. I don't remember the name of it, but, and it was the cheapest seats. I mean, literally, there was not a person who was sitting behind me. So when I say the cheapest seats, the cheapest seats. It was a shitty experience. And I would never go see a comedian I liked uh, at in the cheap seats ever no, again. No, no, no. I mean, I will go see Dave Chappelle on while and now. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Like if... If it, if they had like like special guests when they were people I wanted to see, yeah, I guess I could see it. Like Dave Chappelle would pull me in, uh, Wayne Brady coming back would pull me in. But sixty four dollars and the big the name is Nick Cannon. I yeah, the biggest, the biggest name being able to pull off that contract. I mean, what else are they doing right. right now? That's but I'm just, I'm concerned that it's literally going to be like unless they have. Somebody come out and do stand up, and they're not going to get Kevin Hart to come out and do this. You know, like on Wilding Out the TV show, they could have who's Kevin the, Hart, they could have all these Sacramento actual person. people come out and perform. Kevin Hart's not going to come out and perform as part of Kevin of Nick Cannon's Wilding Out Live. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be them folks from uh, the movies. It's probably going to be the regular cast of people. And I don't know if I want to hear them niggas do jokes because somebody's going to have to do jokes before they do Wild Now. Otherwise, it's just going to be an hour of hearing people clown each other. 
Like, how much would you pay to see a live version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because really, that's kind of in the same vein. I keep forgetting that I'm muted uh, to vape because y'all complained about the vaping. Um, I would, I, I, I'm way more um, confident that Who's Line would just not be doing one show. So I would, I would pay to see Who's Who's Line because I know that I know I'm going to be thoroughly entertained because those the guys that do Who's Line are really stinking good and occasionally super funny. I mean, but so is Wild Now. Uh, uh, not the same. I mean, like, Wild Now is like the bastard child of Who's Line. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what? Um, um, Wild Now is the middle child of. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> nigga. Speaking of middle children, so um, records are showing that millennial, millennials are getting blamed for every fucking thing. Yes. Um, And most currently, millennials are being blamed for the loss of middle children in America. How, how do we blame millennials for that? Like, and then also on top of that, like saying that millennials are not having that many kids. Like, can they afford to have that many kids? Like, we pretty much fucked up everything for them. Like, as as a society, we pretty much fucked up everything for them. And then say, well, y'all not having enough kids. Of course, you're not having enough kids, bitch. We can't afford these kids. Okay. I just need to move out. I figure when my kids move out, then my money will get right because I don't have to take care of so many kids. But they won't fucking leave. Well, they're not really they're they're not really old enough to leave yet, are they? One is. I think one only is the oldest. The oldest. I mean, she's not old enough to leave. Technically, she's not ready to be on her own. But it's just. Hard to quantify because in my head, at the age of eighteen, I was out of the house, binge drinking and fighting with people on uh, third floor balconies at college. I probably wasn't ready to be on my own either, <laughs> right? <laughs> and having bad so. sexual decisions. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, There's, almost every decision you make at that age is. Pretty fucking questionable. Yeah, college is full of the folks who either A, had their, like, know exactly. College, to me, my college experience was split in two. There was the group of prodigies who were uh, told by their parents at a very young age, this is what you need to focus on when you get to college. You need to just buckle down and make sure you do this. I've been to college. So let me explain to you what college is like. Don't take these classes. You don't have to take seven or eight classes. Do this and just go be perfect. And then there's folks like me whose parents are like, you're the first one to go to college. 
and you go to college and you find all the rest of the kids who are the first ones to go to college and their parents were always standing on their back or whatever and you go party until you flunk out. Or do you go party until you get tired of partying and then you go to a different school and then you get your degree? Sounds about right, actually. What's the second group? Do we lose Jay this time? Yeah, he fell out of the end. Oh, darn it. I guess guess he's having internet issues. Uh, I don't understand y'all with these internet issues. God. Word. <laughs> I only pay an arm and a leg for my internet now, so. But on the other I'm, hand, I'm hesitant to spend more because my internet dies often. It'll just be like, nah. Fucking Comcast, man. I complained about it enough that my internet is now like they know you'd better be good or else. Like, I was calling them, I think, every other day for a while there. Yeah. I mean, and that, it sucks that you have to do that. Yeah. But you even feel the need to, to, to do that just to fucking have internet that fucking works. When you need internet that fucking works. Right. Like, at this like, juncture, there are people in, this, in the United States who don't have internet access in their home, and I'm... I, dog i just i don't know how you survive like i feel like when the, when the internet goes down i almost feel like the power went out like exactly <laughs> I just, I just, i'm just like what the fuck do i do now like, like i can i can look I, we can play board games or something when the power goes out you can put up candles when the internet goes out you don't want to play board games you just want to sit there and check the internet right like it's all fucked up now what i'm gonna do now huh <laughs> I know I called a few moments ago, but I was just checking status on when you're gonna fix. The... Oh, it's 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 countywide, huh? Oh, okay, huh? Like I feel like that should be a super villain in one of these next uh, Marvel movies. Somebody who their power is they just shut off the internet for the entire world, and then put in a password. Something, and it could be just somebody like Comcast. Just put in a password where nobody else knows the password, and they just shut down the internet for like an entire city, and just watch everything go to chaos and hell. And that's how Twenty Eight Days Later starts. Exactly. That's how the purge is really going to start. Somebody's going to shut down the internet for like an entire city or an entire state, and folks are going to go fucking crazy. Or they shut down the internet. And they conspire with somebody else to shut off the power, so then your air conditioning starts working, stops working in Arizona. <clears throat> That's how the purge starts. I think we're always like a half a step away from the purge in Arizona anyway. Me too. Like, like Arizona seems like a like. I never ever want to. I got I, I got a, a a friend of the family. Um, that that moved to Arizona, uh, and I'm like, why did you go there? Like, why did you do that? Why did you do that to yourself? It just doesn't seem like... live there, and uh, uh, allegedly, it's wonderful in the winter. I no, I if if we have a situation to where is is there's a part of the year where it's not wonderful, that is not a place I want to live. Well, I mean, fucking. 
Virginia has hurricane season. That's a part of yeah. it where it's not wonderful. Yeah, but most of the time we don't really get, like, the full-ass hurricane. Most of the time, like, it starts turning by the time it gets to us, so we catch the edge. Um, the last, like, real, real hurricane we got was Isabel. I'm, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to... birthday? I wouldn't want to live in a place where you have to deal with inclement weather, like, almost 90% of the time. Whether it's... <laughs> Being in Seattle where it's raining 90% of the time or being in Phoenix where it's, like, hot 90% of the time, I wouldn't want to do that. And I think I'd much rather live in Seattle than I would in, in, in Arizona because right now it's, like, 116, 117 degrees down there. So Yeah, it's just brain's not life-threatening. Exactly. So, like, places like people are like, oh, I love Las Vegas so much. Yeah, I'm, uh, mm-mm. It's 116 over there, too. Like, No. I'm cool on all those places. I'd rather live in Seattle. At least when it's raining, you can just put on a coat and be depressed for a while and listen to grunge music. <laughs> True. You just listen to Letter Go. <laughs> listen to. I never gave Hootie and the Blowfish the credit they deserved as being just sad music. Right. But all of their music is sad music. Including I only want to be with you. Their song is literally I only want to be with you. Yeah, yeah I'm like, such I'm breaking up with her. With it him sounds like they're song. whining. You can tell me I'm lonely. <laughs> I only want to be with you. He said yeah. he's such a baby, even Dolphins make him cry. I mean, I know he meant the football team, but still. <laughs> yeah, that's the I point. I handle the truth. Duh, duh. I only want to be with you. I, I really still do wish they were around. I wish, I wish that dude never went country. I really do. I, I think his I think his book. talent I think I think his talent is wasted in country music. I, he had a great voice. He, I, he still does. No, but he had but a like, great hootie voice. That's what I'm saying. Like he has a great voice for something other than wasting it in country music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let her go. I still love and, hold hold my hand. I I do that at, at karaoke every time I get a chance. How often do you do karaoke? I uh, haven't been in a while. And here's the next question about karaoke. When you do karaoke, is it like me where you just feel compelled? Like if you do one rap song, you have to do a rock song? Or do you feel compelled to just do rock songs? Because if you do rap songs, you're going to go full black and scare the majority white audience. So I have a, a um, I guess, a set list of songs that I know I can do. Like, <laughs> it depends on the type of karaoke. So if we're talking karaoke room style, like we're like like Japanese, Korean Not style. Not like a bar. Or, no, at a, so at a bar, I have a set list. There is a, a list of songs that are acceptable for me to attempt in public. And on that list, uh, <clears throat> Baby Got Back is there because I know all the words. And I, I can do that one. Uh, my personal favorite is Just a Friend because that, that involves the perfect chorus. Uh, and you don't have to sing well. No, and you're supposed to sing poorly. So the worse you do, the better, which is even, which is fantastic for me because I can't sing well. Uh, and then, um, Journey, don't stop believing because that everyone, no one expects you to sing that well. Um, so it's it's a, a list of songs that I'm just gonna that I personally know this is what I'm willing to do uh, in front of people. My list I, did, I, is... I have not, I've never seen karaoke, but I have in a group setting hit the 
in the night um, note very loudly around white people, and they were super impressed. My list is, um, uh, well, first and foremost, closing time. Because uh, the white folks all know the chorus. Time. Yeah, they're all singing with that. Yeah. Um, let me see. 99 Problems by Jay Z. Yeah. Always um, a good one. Beat It. Uh, the Humpty Dance. Yeah. Um, if, if that was on, so for that one, I would love to do that one. I, I don't know if I can always find that one at Karaoke. So I'm but going when for you stuff like You can I, find it and you have great. people with you and they do the backup dancing for you. Yeah, they know how to actually do the Humpty Dance. Exactly. And yeah. um, uh, I got friends in low places. I like doing uh, Ring of Fire. I'm a big fan of that one. So does Scar. Or, hey, Scar, come on. Do, the, do it. Do it. Do it. No, thank you. Come on. The deep voice. The one that broke the microphone on that show. I can't do I, my my voice can't go that low, but that that dude at the at the end of the the, the, the single ring. song, he hits yeah he's he says like the ring and he goes oh and it's like like super low, um <laughs> but I can't I can't do that like I feel I like do, I feel like I will be the guy who will walk up on karaoke like if they there's places that have live band karaoke. <laughs> I would love to go to a place like that. I don't know Just how do much James I'm Brown willing. I'm, I'm, I don't know how much I'm willing to sing in public like that. Like I, I think Bruh. I would get severe stage fright. Imagine you could do a James Brown song with a live band, and you can be like, "Hit me three times," and they're like, dun, dun, dun. "Oh my god!" Like I dream about that. <laughs> Like I, I, would, I get the I stage really fright aspect. It was the what you call it? It's the um the LL Cool J um the LL Cool J unplugged because you know like LL Cool J like absolutely did not want to do unplugged, really? but when like he it, like the more he did it and realized that the band actually knew what they were doing and were able to play the songs and he was able to play with it a little bit, like he got super excited about it like halfway through the show. But he absolutely did not want to do that before before the show aired. I mean, before the show uh, started. That's not, that's not like it would be a lot of fun. Like I would enjoy the shit out of that. I got it. Watch me. Yo, did the James Brown out with mm-hmm. a with a for real live band? Oh, I got something that makes you want to shout. I would have <laughs> a great time. I got time. Soul, and I'm super bad. I would I would be willing to go um a little bit more Bobby Bird and do hot pants. There you go. <laughs> I, got I mean it's the same type of thing. Like it's not like James Brown didn't like produce that song and basically create it. Yeah. But that's what's that like just the, the amount of fun you can have with that, or even it, like whatever your particular. I'm in front of a live band, Rockstar Fantasy is. Mine just particularly happens to be James Bond, uh, James Brown. I don't know why I said James Bond. I do James Bond, too. I don't know how he would react with the band. That would be fun, I guess. I'm but, yeah. Now, if, you, if, you could do, if you could do Skyfall? Uh, bro, all right. If, it just, if I had a live band, like, if I could have, if I could sing, like, really sing, and I could get, like, a live orchestra to back me while doing it, I feel like that's a bucket list for you, right? I feel like that would be torturous for the live band or the uh, orchestra. Like, they'd have a good time in the long run, but to hear somebody just, like, they're doing their best work and you're just butchering <laughs> it because you can't sing. Right. 
Which is why I say that if I could sing, it'd be terrible. Like uh, fucking H. John Benjamin did that, where he did put out a jazz album, but he can't play <laughs> piano. So it's just like the jazz players are all playing around him, and then he starts playing piano, and it's god awful because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And it's it's like it's like you could see the look on their face. He did it live. You could see the look on the jazz musician's face of like, what the fuck. <laughs> it, it it sounds like um. On the Lonely Island's first album, they had Saxman with Jack Black and a guy who couldn't play saxophone. And Jack Black was standing there like, yeah, he's the best saxman, whatever. He's the best sax player. And then the guy didn't even know how to blow into the reeds to make noise. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what would be happening. So, you know, yeah, with a hundred musicians. I'm like, okay, I'm going to check this out. I found John H. John Benjamin's album. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> he. He had like a. I saw it. I think it was on. Um, he was on making an appearance on some some talk show, and he said that he actually had plans to try to actually learn to play the piano, and then like he do this really bad album at first, and then you would see the progression of him getting better as he, and at the end he'd be a jazz pianist. But he was like, yeah, so I started trying to learn how to play the piano. As it turns out, it's just really fucking hard, and I can't learn it. So <laughs> this is what we have. <laughs> it is really hard. I have tried to learn piano like four or five times. Oh, and that's why you always really hear hard. about people who, uh, when you, a lot of times when you hear about people who play piano, they say that they're self-taught. Because you don't actually learn the notes or anything. That's the hardest part for me was reading, reading music. Um, really? Yeah. Piano music is very complicated. Like, especially, like, I can read music, but I can read, like, the simple sheet music for, like, this instrument will play this. Piano music is mad complicated. So, yes, it is very difficult to understand. I don't understand Laker fans, man, and I am a Laker fan. Wait, really? Yes, no, Laker, I, no, there's a difference between Laker fans and Kobe stands. Completely different situation. Laker yeah. fans are excited. Kobe stands are defiant. I saw today one of my favorite things. Well, not today. It was this week. Uh, there was an article about what if Kobe and LeBron had played together. And they had this whole thing where, like, this is great. Because think about how awesome this would have been. And it was an article to just avoid having a conversation about LeBron as a Laker. And it's fantastic that these things exist. They, like, when LeBron comes here for, like, three seasons and then opts out. I think he's might. I think he he, he has uh, uh, the right idea. I I like the concept of what he's doing here. Uh, it's it's him going to a team that has the money and the ability to put the players around him for him to win. And, and nothing against Cleveland. Actually, the being in L.A. has little to nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, it, it has to do with his businesses and his kids. But yeah, uh, it, like, like, like he's, he'll be there long enough for Bronny to graduate. Yeah. Because they're going to change the rules by by the time Bronny graduates. Like they're talking about changing the rules back to back to eighteen. Awesome is if Bronny graduates and doesn't even go to the draft. He just joins the Lakers as a free agent. That (laughs) would change the entire game. Nigga, that would not be awesome. That would be wonderful if he didn't even. So LeBron is just hanging. He just LeBron's stayed just out hanging the draft. in there to, to play his, for a championship with his, his son. Or, he didn't put his name into the hat or anything. He stayed out of the draft, and then he signed with the Lakers as a free agent 
and play with LeBron. That would change the game because everybody's already saying he'd be the number one pick. So if the number one pick didn't even enter the draft, he just signed as a free agent, bruh. Also, and it's not like you have to pay him that much. It's not like you like you really need to pay Bronny a lot. No, like, it's he, not like he signed so, with the as a free agent and took first round, first pick money. Like he, they still it, paid him what he was worth. That would be amazing. How weird is it that we're currently talking about a father and son playing on the same team? Not that weird at all, because you know, has it happened before? No, but I'm talking about the same time. LeBron is going to be like alive forever. So eventually he'll be playing with his grandchildren like y'all get I'm, on the post. I am curious as to when like time is, is going to catch up drop with drop off is going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm curious as to like what that's going to look like because we thought so it was going to happen last year but like he had like statistically one every, of his yeah, best years ever. Playing every minute of every game basically. Played 40 minutes a night for 108 how many games? 108 games? Uh 80? No. Yeah, 108 games with the playoffs. That's insane when you think about it. Yeah. He's 34, right? Something like that. I mean, he's at least by the time he drops off, he'll still be with the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they already signed. That's why he didn't do the one- or two-year contract. Folks, like, he's showing the Cavaliers, you know, the, with the Cavaliers, he only signed a year-to-year contract. With the Lakers, he's saying, take your time. I'll sign a four-year. I trust you. Nah, nigga, he's 34. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I got to lock this up. I got to lock this up. Guaranteed y'all money. Do, y'all do whatever and you want. And they're, they're already talking about him, like, having, like, lunches and dinners with, like, you know, AD. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio like, how, how the fuck that? I don't know what the fuck I was saying. And, um, and Al Pacino, like, together, like, the three of them together. And, like, the, the, the crazy part about that dinner is they left – before him because they didn't want to draw more attention to him. Right. <laughs> like, this is why you go to L.A. Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty dope for him. And he actually he gets to he, be in L.A. He, yeah, and he wants, and like, <clears throat> they're working on a, um, a a TV show kind of in the same vein as the the Fresh Prince starring LeBron. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. since he's going to be like 35 when it gets started. He ain't that young. He's not really the fresh prince anymore. Yeah, he's like the grizzled <laughs> king. <laughs> the old king of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. I got into a lot of fights, and then my wife said, <laughs> you have to move to go live next to your uncle and aunt who are in a retirement home in L.A., I suppose. Nah, he goes next to his mother and Delonte West. Okay. <laughs> Are they even still a thing? No, because she went through like um, the real Lambo. Oh, that's right. I, I think that was him. the last. That was the last boyfriend. The, the real Lambo. He was some well, sort of an sure. entrepreneur and a rapper. Yes, make sure. And that apparently, that. he was shopping a book not too long ago. Was it about? Yeah. About really? about like being a part of that family. Ugh, that's bullshit. Yeah, because nobody nobody in LeBron's camp is really saying anything to anyone. Yep. So like someone who was excommunicated from the group, well, excommunicated from his mom, um, 
wants to talk now and thinks that people want to hear it. Yeah. I just I, I think it's just gonna be funny when Delonte knocks on his door in Los Angeles and he's like, Hey, hey young fella, can I talk to you real quick? It's your dad. <laughs> Where have you been? Hey, it's been a long journey, man. It's been a long journey. Let me in. We can talk about it. Do you think do you, do you think he'll come to a to an understanding with his stepfather? I think no, because his stepfather was his teammate. <laughs> and, and and on some level, I heard recently he was homeless, even though he says he's not homeless, but he looks really bad now. And he kind of looks homeless. But that's the same way that, that some people were trying to say that Allen Iverson was homeless. Yeah. No, he just looks old. Yeah. yeah. And, he still wore, and he still wears 90s clothes. Yep, yeah, and that's like being homeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do kind of feel because seriously, if you saw age. somebody in nineteen in the nineties, which the equivalent, yeah, that works. If you saw somebody in the nineties wearing clothes from the seventies, you'd think they were homeless. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yo, know, why is he wearing bell bottoms? Why is this nigga wearing cross colors? Go <laughs> ahead, oh, yeah, we can keep doing comparisons. <laughs> yo, look at that nigga's platform shoes. Yo, look at that nigga wearing them Carl Kanais. Oh, nice. Yo, why is that nigga wearing a turtleneck with a necklace inside of the turtleneck? Hey, man, why is that nigga wearing, wearing the the starter hood, the starter hoodie with the hood inside the hoodie? No, that nigga was wearing champions with two straps. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was wearing the fresh Ewings. Oh, oh nigga. You know, they've, they've been trying to bring the Ewans back, and I'm like, Why? I don't know how you do Why? that. Why? 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 Nigga. Shoes oh, are constantly getting ducked on. That's what those Bruh. shoes are. <laughs> I have never been I have never been shoe envious of, of anyone, really, because I'm not really about that shoe life. But I was going to the store one day, and this lady was walking into the store, and she had the freshest Barclays on. And I was like, I want those. I feel like the Ewans were the first shoe to come with, like, orthopedic knee support. <laughs> I feel like the Ewings are the first shoe to come with an apology. <laughs> like the the Ewings come up with like a full knee brace that you connect to your shoe with stirrups. Well, you we know what they don't come with. We did not think you were really going to buy these. You know um, what the Ewings don't come with? Championships. <laughs> That's why Champion didn't sponsor them. <laughs> Champion was like, no, we can't sponsor you, Patrick Ewing. We only sponsor Champions. So Champion was like, do you not see the name, Patrick? Next. Hey, can you slide his uh, Akeem Olajuwon's number, though? <laughs> hey, Pat, you know where you can go to? Adidas. You know, I, I realized today that the first legitimate, like, we need a championship team was uh, when Scotty and Barkley, when they all went to with the Trailblazers. Was that the Trailblazers they all went to? Yeah. That was the no, first. No, they all went to the Houston Barkley, Rockets. Barkley, uh, Rockets. They, Rockets, they, they the went Trail. to the Rockets. That was the first we need a championship, like, team up, right? No. What? Who did it before? The Rockets have been stockpiling dynasty players. Clyde Drexler. And they, and they, and they only got the win when Michael left for those couple years. Yeah. Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon. That's the team I'm referring to. Yeah, but they really did go uh, Scottie Pippen 
Charles Scotty Barkley. Scotty was like a one-year thing. Yeah, Scotty was like a one-year thing, right? Yeah, because him and Charles Barkley started got fighting over who was Michael's best friend. I heard that uh, Scotty was pissed off at Barkley because he felt like Charles wasn't trying hard enough. I heard he him. wasn't passing the ball. Yeah, that, that might be it. I mean, Charles was a black hole when he played. Especially, Especially when he was in game. Phoenix. When he was in yeah. Phoenix, he was a black hole son. Ha. I see what you did there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.